0: Da-na-na, da-na-na, na What's up, ladies, gentlemen, boys, and girls? It's the Raw and Unscripted Show with yours truly, Christopher you your No Excuses Coach, and you are at your place where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's Tuesday night, 7 p.m. live every single week. Put it on your calendars. The Raw and Inscriptive Show is live. And of course, for you beautiful people, we are also available on replay and we are also available on the podcast where you get your favorite podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, iHeart fm player wherever you get your podcast the raw and scripted show is right there so we appreciate you guys being here whether you're live or on the replay as always every single week we bring it to you bring raw and scripted conversations designed to get you guys to move past your comfort zone and into your greatness zone and already we've got a beautiful person in the house tonight we got lauren harris in the house he says good evening beautiful people what's up lauren good to see you brother thank you for being on the show (laughs) So anyways, I am Christopher Roush, your host, and in this hour, we're going to be talking about things that can move your mindset, shift your perspectives, change your beliefs, give you some new truths, and set you on your way after the show to be able to implement at least one idea, one strategy from something that my guest and I shared tonight. That is our intention. So bring something to write, take notes with. That's something we highly, highly recommend because when you write it down, it goes into your memory. And the best part, when you get off the show, when you're done with it, go teach somebody else how to do that. Go share, somebody, go share something with somebody else. Say, hey, I just saw the show and I learned this. That's another way to reinforce what it is that you're learning, where it is that you're growing into and from. So thank you guys for being here. We appreciate you. And uh, yeah, so what is it? It's the Christmas holidays are coming up on us, right? It's as of of the taping of this show and as of being live, it's December 21st. So I hope wherever you're at in the world, you're enjoying the holidays. You're taking time from all the, uh, let's just call it the stuff that's in the world right now, the negative energy that's kind of pulling some of us down. Let's just uh, let's focus on the holidays. I hope you guys are having a great one. I hope that you are sharing with people who are less fortunate. Help Heal Humanity. That's the organization that I'm involved with. HelpHealHumanity.org. Here in the United States, we're doing major stuff. We're feeding people. We're uh, bringing opportunities to the homeless and the youth and whatnot. So go check it out. HelpHealHumanity.org. We'd love to have you guys join as a volunteer or bring some of your ideas and recommendations of what we can do to help. Heal humanity. That's that's the effort. I'm here every single week, um, bringing to you guys. So yeah, we're here on the Raw and Scripted show. Uh, we're excited to see you here. So if you're here, go ahead and just uh, pop in the comments and, and let us know who you are and where you're at. I appreciate you guys for being here. And uh, we've got an amazing show for you tonight. We're just going to jump right into it. Uh, my guest tonight, I've had the, the pleasure of being on his show, uh, which is called Bathrobe Moments. Uh, interestingly enough, it was uh, we taped it at six o'clock in the morning. So that was funny. I wasn't wearing my bathrobe, but uh, uh, I've come to know this gentleman. Uh, he's a mover. He's a shaker. He impacts um, souls on a, on a core level. He He's had an amazing journey from what we talk, talk about here is taking your trash and making your treasure. Uh, he's got an amazing story, which we're going to jump into tonight. And uh, he devotes his time to making a difference in the youth of the world uh, with with something we're going to be talking about, the power of we. Um, so we're going to be talking about that tonight. So without any further ado, please welcome to the Ron and Scripta show, Mr. Lauren Harris, Lauren Michaels Harris. What's up, brother? How are you doing this evening?
1: Awesome. What's up? What's up? I had, oh, did you see me trying to change to a different set?
0: i saw you doing something there i was I like was all right, I'm, about to, I'm about to bring you on
1: because <laughs> your uplighting is the bomb in those guitars i was like i don't know if i want to play around with that he's got <laughs> the same kind of look kind of but hot man i love those guitars
0: thank you thank you i actually i keep joking around with people that i'm going to change them out and see if anybody notices because i've got 10 guitars in my house
1: oh i'd notice
0: you would yeah oh, actually definitely. i i got i got i actually got to do that uh yeah, definitely got to do that. So, thank you for being here. I know you're uh, you're a few hours ahead of me, yeah, uh, so I know nine that o'clock. You, nine o'clock, baby, you're already enjoying some libation. So,
1: <laughs> heck yeah, man, hell like yeah, until
0: January, off until January. I'm off all the time. That's the life I created. <laughs> Damn, there you go. I know, I know. My my wife says she's off uh, the last week of the year, and she's like, "Oh, what do you want to do?" She goes, and I said, "Yeah, I'm off every day." that's the, that's the life I designed for myself. We got Daniel in the house. Uh, Daniel, thank you so much. He goes, yeah, Lauren, what's up fire. We got Randy in the house. What's up misfits for life. Randy says, greetings, brother, Chris. And then Kellen Ann's in the house. She goes, Chris, what's up, Kellen Ann. Thank you so much for being here. Um, some amazing people here. We call it, we call the people, the followers of the things that I do. We call them misfits for life. Mm. Um, cause we're all misfits in one way or another. I know you're a misfit. Uh, Darlene from Florida is in the house. She says, Hey, Hey, she's in another time zone as well. Hey, so, so thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for being here. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, thank you for being here, Lauren. Of course. So, uh, you know, I was talking about a little bit of the craziness that's going on in the world. We're approaching the holidays and things are, you know, hopefully are simmering down for people, but we've got stuff going on in the United States. How has the last 18 months been for you? You know, with all the craziness, COVID the elections and all this different stuff, what have you learned most about yourself and what have you learned most about humanity? Oh,
1: <laughs> yeah, okay, I was with you, and then you threw that wrench in at the last second. Humanity, I was like, I can't wait to answer this shit. And then you, I'm, I'm,
0: I want to get I want to get your thoughts on it. I'm curious. Now, I'm curious.
1: So okay, I'll do like this: this is the chicken or what came first? Do you want the good news or you want the bad news?
0: Um, all news is good news.
1: I'll tell you this. Mm, I don't know. When you? Okay, I'll start with humanity. Okay, I've been more disappointed honestly, more disappointed and not for the things that you think most people would think. I've been more disappointed in humanity during the COVID thing um, for lack of respect for people to be able to, for people who actually understand that we all are wherever we find ourselves at any moment in our journey. We are there in order to choose for ourselves. And that is a huge revelation. And so I think that a lot of people that, are getting a bad rep, uh, you know, during this COVID thing. And what I mean, and not just with, you know, I'm talking about the vax, not vax. It's like, it's important to me that that we get to choose. And especially so living where we live in the day and age in which we live it. And so I've been very disappointed. And I mean, even when it's stuff that I don't agree with. I, I feel even shittier about the fact that somebody else who agrees with me feels that that person doesn't have a right. It makes me question, why the fuck am I on the same side with you then? And, <laughs> and I don't like that. Things that make me question anything that is inside my sacred space, which is in here. This is right. where I keep all the IN things integrity, insight, intuition, intelligence. Everything that's important that start that is with me is in here. And the only way anything, get in there and fuck with it, is through invitation. <sighs> nice. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. And so I have to be very careful about, well, breaking the four agreements. You mm-hmm. know, assuming shit, taking things per- personally, um, not giving a, a crap about my word, not being impeccable with my word, mm-hmm. and then not, not even doing my best because even if i'm slacking on those first three i can never get to the fourth agreement if i'm not trying to you know constantly stretch those three to make sure they, they plink like a like a guitar string back there on the wall mm, not out of tune not right. all you know you got to use those things back there or you're constantly having to you know restring them um, uh, tune them all the things People think they can go and pick up their guitar a purpose after it's been laying up in the garage or someplace for 30, 40 years, all those times we didn't give a shit. And then they just gonna pick it up and start playing like a virtuoso. Right. I don't think so.
0: So how have you been handling that incongruency and finding out this about people and 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 struggling <laughs> with it?
1: I've been handling it because it's helped me take an Emory board to myself. That's the only way. Right, without being judgmental and being the very thing I I don't want to become. So you know, I take the emery board and I I get my own rough edges out. I'm like you, go sometimes now I realize, Chris, you know, like I say, I, you've heard me say before. Some of you have that know me. You know, we don't. I don't feel like I find myself in bad situations with people or in situations with people because they're bad people or I'm a bad person. Sometimes right. you're in a situation just so you can have a reference point of what not to become down the road. True. You see what I'm saying? So oh, yes. later you bless, man, I'm glad I ain't that asshole. You see this? But then, like, that's the truth, though. I love an ass. I love somebody who's a real asshole all the time. Just fucked up attitude stank. There's a guy at the VA I was there today. security guy. He beat bitch about everything. We had it out today because he was coming out there and fucking with me while I was on a phone call. You know, because he's somebody that pissed in his Cheerio. And, you know, I'm like, you don't have a right to, but we go back and forth. But what I'm saying is this, as people, we, it's okay to understand that we are all hurting some way, somehow. And we don't know what the next person is dealing with. True. And I believe that it's the things that we do when it's not us, it's somebody else. That's going through that shit. So, like you know, there are those of us who are had no problem out shopping this week, um, going getting the stuff for the food you're gonna make, uh, shipping stuff if you had to paying the postage, uh, ordering online if it come afterwards, no big deal. Um, you know, I a perfect case in point, Chris. I had a client pay me. It was a payment. It was a thousand dollar payment, right? Danos watching. Um, and he heard me talk about it today. The nerve! Cash app. Go take it and send it back and i I was like they said for your own protection don't be protecting me right (laughs) i said how do you know that wasn't bail money (laughs) how do you know i don't have children that this was christmas right and what do you mean right and they were like oh well tell your person don't send it this way again then if you don't okay so but what my point was it made me think about when I was when that was a reality. I mean, I'm the guy who I've had a Christmas where I was with a bunch of junkies, and what we ate, we had condiments. We did. We had packages. Everybody got a uh, mustard, a uh, ketchup, and everybody's fighting over the um, relish and the mayonnaise because you can, because you can you look, you got tartar sauce. With them two, you got tartar sauce. That's a whole other. That's a whole other Thanksgiving. Well, I'm serious. We didn't have nothing but condiments. We'd have fucked off all the church's money, you know. We spent what we spent everything we had on our lover, and what was standing right on the other side of the last breath we took, and that was that addiction. But you know what? Back to those IN words that I was telling you about, we were talking mm-hmm. about words that deceive. Um, i I was well, I'm 59, I think I was 58. Daniel, you remember it was last year around this time. I got a download where what is greater than me said, you know, and they just threw it in there. We walk around like kidding me and, you know, grieving. So, you know what? I was walking back the other day. We talking like we just seen each other 10 minutes ago. And then out of nowhere, they're going to say, oh, by the way, you know, those 14 years you said you tell people you were on drugs. You were on drugs, but you were never addicted to them. You know this, right? I said, what? You bullshitting. How was I not addicted? They said you never were addicted to drugs.
0: Who said this
1: greater than whatever you feel is greater than you. Oh, okay. Whatever that voice, source, is, right? You, God, Jehovah, um, spirit, source, higher power. Take your pick. I just say greater than, cause that could be a mom. Anything that can do something that I can't <laughs> is greater than me. Right. There it is.
0: So and women you know, are, women are greater than you. Cause they can have babies.
1: Anything. Yeah. Anything that that's true.
0: True. That, anything they're amazing. That has
1: a life force or has force upon life, the elements. Right. Anything we need those things for life. So anything that is in that conduit of those two forces, a roach. I can't move that fast when the lights come on.
0: So you back so back so back, to the the so roach, back to the question. A roach be out of
1: there. Boom! <laughs> the roaches be gone. I can't move that fast. You're greater than me when it comes to moving fast when the lights come on right (laughs) but i all that i say all that chris to say this you know words that deceive are really important i mean i'm serious i refer to one word as the john wayne gacy of dreams and it's the it's only three letters t-o-o because when we move that word from where it was originally intended to be inclusive at the end of a sentence hey chris want some of this wine i got enough for you too you know, hey, you know what? I got an extra bell laying around. Chris, I'm going to send it to you because I want you to have a bell too. But when we change it and we move it someplace else, I'm too old. It's too hard. It's too good to be true. Um, I'm too ugly. I'm too fat. I'm too poor. Whatever. It changes everything, you know? So, words are so very, very important. You know, I mean, think about it. This is a fact, a lot of people don't know this. A lot of people don't know that, you know, if you if you have a command of like, say, 5,000 French words or Spanish words, you are known, you you could be considered uh, fluent, fluent enough to carry on a conversation if you know how to put them together, uh, right. 5,000 words. And so, in the average American knows 5,000 French words, baguette, cafe, coffee, all that kind of stuff.
0: French French. Okay,
1: right your croissant you know there's tons of them huh? and you know uh. Uh-uh. but you know you don't know all the conjugations and all that stuff but if you wanted to learn them it'd be mad matter of putting them together you could be fluent but when it comes to words that deceive we can we flip them around like we're the rose out of stone or that shit. i'm not kidding stuff like whatever the universal blank check signed throw it out there negative anything Uh uh, you know, killer, uh, abuser. Here, fill your name in. I don't give a shit. You know. Um, things like, ooh, you know what, Chris? Man, I can't believe you came driving by when I was out there in that rainstorm. My car battery died. Man, of all the luck, man. Man, it was a there's almost too good to be true that I'm sitting all them line up too good to be true, out of nowhere. You came out of nowhere. I can't believe. All these things you if Chris, you're here. I'm in the dry car with you. You picked me up, and I still say I can't believe. Well, what the does it take?
0: Right. Oh, you can swear.
1: So, <clears throat> so you see what I'm saying? Right. We we what that is, and I'm gonna be quiet for a second, but worth it to see. They tried to kill me for decades. They they because my my power is through words. I am a storyteller. My power, my 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 secret power is words i see them three-dimensionally and story is 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 the water you know I, i words are the water i am the riverbed
0: it's so true. It's so true. Cause when I think about words, you know, I've been <clears throat> one tour, one time I was just telling a story the other day, I was speaking in front of about six eight hundred people at the Los, a- Los Angeles Sheridan gateway hotel. And, uh, I came off stage. I did about 20 minutes on stage and I was talking about kick-ass this and blah, 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 And I come off stage. My friends are high-fiving me. People are digging it. They're like, man, that was so, I yeah. was so bomb. And I went up there and I did 20 minutes, uh, for a speaker that wasn't ready to go on yet, but I had to pee. So the guy, oh, Craig was like, Hey, Chris, go up there and do 20 minutes. And I'm like, I got I it. So I just went up there. So I just went up there, did my 20 minutes. And I'm like, fuck, I got to pee. So I do the 20 minutes. Everybody's high-fiving me. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. I get to the back door of the the, uh, conference room right there at the Sheridan gateway. And this guy stops me and he goes, he goes, hi, excuse me. Can I talk to you for a second? And I'm thinking he's going to be like, yeah, yeah, you did such a great job. And I said, sure, sir. I said, what can I do for you? And he goes, he goes, I'm here with my 13 year old son. And he kept saying this. He kept, he goes, but I'm not trying to change you. He goes, I'm here with my 13 year old son. And he goes, I just wonder why you felt the, the need to use profanity on stage. And I was like, oh. did I, did I, did I swear? I'm like, Cause Craig didn't want me to swear. I never swore on stage. I don't swear on stage unless anybody gives me the permission. And I said, I'm sorry, sir. I said, what word did I use? You know, I was like, Oh shit, you know, I'm gonna get in trouble for this or whatever. And he goes, well, you kept saying kick-ass and he goes, I have my 13 year old son here. And I just, I was just wondering, I'm not trying to change you. And I sat there and I said, sir, I said, sir, I said, uh, kick-ass is part of my brand. I said, it's just a, it's an electrifying word for me to say like, yeah, it's awesome. It's rad. I said, it's just something for me to say kick-ass, you know, it's got energy, it's got electricity, it's got vibration. I dig it, you know, it gets people excited. And I said, um, I said, but here's the thing I said, I understand your 13 year old son's here and I'm not trying to change you. I said, but words like fuck and shit and crap and bullshit and motherfucker. I said, all of those. Yes, they're bad. They're, they're technically bad words. I said, but you want to know what really bad words are? And he goes, he's looking at me like, what am I going to say? And I'm like, you're fat. You're old. You're ugly. You're stupid. You're whatever racial epithet you want to epithet you want to say. I said those words when you use those at people can have lifelong dramatic consequences. I sit there and I can tell you to shut the fuck up. You're not gonna be you're not gonna be you know hurt by that. But if I tell you you're fucking stupid, then you're gonna be like what? And you're gonna live with that for the rest of your life. So I said your son has already heard these words i said but teach him the importance about those other words and your son will be uh be well off not to hurt other people's feelings unintentionally or intentionally and create a lifelong uh series of people trying to overcome that stuff because as a coach i said that's what i do as i help people change their perspective about labels that they've been given uh early on in life and he sat there and he was like he looked at me and he goes i never thought of that thought of it that way before and I said, no problem. I would love to meet your son. I said, I have to go pee really bad. Mm-hmm. And I can't, I went and peed and I came back and he was gone. But it just reminded me, that, you know, the ah. you know, like, to, your, to your point, the power of the words. You know, it's just all about perspective. Well, more it's, it's than me. power,
1: Chris. Don't get it twisted now. Wait a minute. That ain't what I said. I no, I am talking
0: about my from my perspective. Words
1: that deceive. Right. That's a totally that's, a, that's an that's animal. That is an that's like an entity. Seriously. Here, let me finish explaining it. Here are a couple. I wrote some down so I'd stay on point because I told y'all I had some of this. Plus, I hate it coming. I'm just <laughs> saying it's a holiday. Don't judge me. It's so all good. good. Right. It's legal. I live in Chicago. So I
0: I love it. I don't care.
1: Right. So <laughs> here we go.
0: Naperville, right?
1: Yep, yeah, Naperville. Right.
0: Yeah. That's okay. where my wife's family's nowhere.
1: from. Out of nowhere. Out of the blue. Sure is weird how. You know, it's so funny. It's just so, it's, man, I mean, it's just crazy. Now, listen, when we're using it like that, we're it's the preamble to something really wonderful. But what do we do? It's just like the, the, the person or the, the people that are carrying the banner in front of a marching band. The Argonauts, it says, it proclaims what's right behind it. That's what words that deceive do. And I've studied it. They come out usually between words one and seven. They get in front of the real truth to kind of like hey over here you know what I'm saying to people so when you say I do you know what? and I could I was gonna lose my job if I didn't get to work I have no gas man I was on e I couldn't have made it to the corner and I needed to go I was gonna go get the gas and bring it back and put it in the car because that's how low I was I got home on fumes I had no money nobody answered their phone. and then you know all of a sudden I got cold out of nowhere suddenly I just got cold out of nowhere and then, so I went in and I was looking in the, in the, in the closet and there was my hoodie that slipped off one of them on funky ass wire hangers. You know, I hate them bitches. Those shit always fall off. But this time it worked because there that sweater is. And I put it on, I wrapped it up, I put my hands up it and I said, what's this, a receipt? Man, I couldn't believe it. Out of the blue, I pulled a $20 bill out. I was in my car on my way to work, got there 10 minutes early. Didn't lose my job, I had one more time, I got wrote up for not being there, I would've lost my job, man, would've. have left me. What? not out of the blue. When you got up and you panicked and you realized your situation, and you said, oh God, what am I gonna do? You call out to something, you say, oh Jesus. Oh my God, let's get bad news. What? You know, right. And then you say, well, I gotta find somebody. And you start, you go to man, you go to people, but nobody picked up. It's too early, I don't got it, whatever, whatever. And then, feel chilled out of nowhere. You go to the closet and there's a on the floor. Oh, you know, I put my hands in the pocket out of, out of the blue. Sure is weird, Bill too. How I was just thinking about you yesterday and hear you call me today. You know, man, it's just times like this. I think it's just so funny how things always seem to work out. Well, funny, how is that funny? Is it a joke? Who tells jokes? Comedians. So is what you're telling me is a joke? That this is real, something, something that's real. It sets it up. Even crazy. Well, who wants to be crazy? So it sets up things so that you don't take it for what it really is. Here's a, here's one that's all the time. I say go, you know, ooh, let me taste some of it. Who made this? Mm, damn, man, this shit good as hell. What have you ever heard was good about hell? <laughs> but we do that. And we sling it. We're fluent. We are the Rosetta Stone of our own demise. So, and what do you, you recommend grace. for
0: people to be more aware of that? What do you What do you recommend for people to be more con- cognizant oh, and aware of the words that they choose?
1: Mean what you say and say what you mean. See, you got to understand. Just like Bruce Lee said, your words are spells, manifestation. You know. Listen and take it to the everything you do. Mean it. Put a don't put a period on the end of shit. Put an exclamation point. Mean it. Because the moment you mean it, it becomes automatically meaningful somewhere in this universe. You know, I used to get messed up in the head listening to that saying, you know, oh, the road to hell is paved with good intentions I couldn't figure it out. (laughs) I said, well, what the hell? How am I supposed to? But then, now that I know that, here it is. The intention is pulling it back. The bow is the arrow is still in the bow. But the road to hell is paved with the corpses of people holding their bows with the arrow still in them. Amen. Waiting for the perfect target that deserves, this worthy of my arrow. When you just have to let it go in faith. Because the truth will always find its mark. And so I learned that setting the intention is step one. Sending it is step two. And words that deceive, when I started consciously seeking them in my own, the ones I have control over,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I started catching them. And then to this, now people see me when I use them, I do this. Because I'm letting that entity out there that used to use those words against me coming out of my own mouth, words that deceive, it was blocking me from the truth of purpose. It made me think out of nowhere, arbitrary, out of the blue, didn't mean shit, could have happened to anybody. You sure is weird, just like you. Ain't it funny? Yes, because you're a joke, motherfucker. Oh, and it's just crazy. Yes, you're a lunatic. Kill yourself. Die, bitch. Die. Seven times it took me through that wash, rinse, and repeat. But then it made the fatal mistake one day because when it took a breath, I felt the breath felt the breath of what is greater than me whispering as it always will and never scream the whispers that's right mm-hmm. and it told me to get those words out of there because when you remove them from going out from you you automatically stop them from coming at you you catch them like darts pull them out of the air i realized people were giving me my what was their best advice for decades through 14 years of crack addiction through seven different uh, suicide attempts in, in, in 11 years inside the foster system, not in that order. With talk like this, wall talk that got me nowhere But trying to blow my head off, cut my wrist, whatever. Oh, Lord, don't worry. 22 homes and all those abusers. One day, oh, why don't you just get over it?
0: Oh, well, okay. to talk to us about that. Talk to us about your story and your journey, because I think that's important to understand where people, where you've been and what you went through and where you're at today. Give, give us some perspective. Cause I, I know okay. part of your journey, in but it's, it's amazing
1: in a nutshell, because I'm going to tell you this. It's really not any different than yours. It's not any different than Lori Whitney's because the thing about it was, it was, it was, it was our cross. It was our, it was what our soul agreed it needed to evolve and it's so it's 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 relative for all of us yeah okay 22 mothers i mean i was one person i was larry dixon my adopted mother who really didn't adopt me just took me from my real mom and then wrote her and said oh i can't bring your baby back he died so um you know and really believed that until she died and i was like uh 11 years old and then the system walked in and said uh you've got to come with us and there i was off until i aged out so um, How
0: many different foster families were you in? Twenty-two. Wow. Yeah.
1: Wow. And, is, it as and bad,
0: is it as bad as they say? Because I I, I mentor kids at foster. We talked about this is, before. Is,
1: is 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 you know, is it as bad as they say?
0: It's unconscionable. The, the stories that I heard, I interviewed this guy. Um, he told me, cause I thought foster parents and foster families, I thought, okay, they're all nice families. They want to help kids. I was so blind, Lauren. I had no idea. And this guy told me, he goes, no, every, every foster family I was in, they were just trying to get money from the system. I was sexually abused in some of the houses. You know, I was treated, th- I was treated differently because I was this, or I was different. Or I was gay or whatever, all these different things. I was like, I thought foster families did this because they want to. I know a lot of them do it for money. They just keep collecting kids and they don't give the kids any money. They don't give it. Is, is that, is all that true? I mean, from of your perspective, 22.
1: But, but listen, it's true, but it's not surprising because it's the foster system. But guess what? The same things are happening to the little boys and girls inside the homes with the people that are supposed to, you know, whose loins they came through. Yeah. So it's not just that these are strangers in the foster system. It's happening inside of families and, you know, Boy Scouts and churches and all the places we send our kids to be safe. Oh, yeah. You know, so I say this, Chris, and that's a really great point you make. Um, But I want anybody to I want everybody to understand this. I know this to be true. The things that you've gone through, Chris, I never could have. Because the promise, one of the promises is that I won't be given more than I can ever handle. So that's why my road is mine. Because I can handle it. And yours is yours. Because you can handle it. Because here you are. Here we are. And I say this to people. Proof that you are purposeful is found in everything that ever betrayed you. And I mean this, Chris. I mean it right now. I promise you I mean it. About you. Every every betrayal, every abuser, every lie that was ever told, every ill will that was ever meant for me, I bless every single one of them for no other reason than they led me to you.
0: I believe the same exact thing, brother. Same exact thing. It's all happened for me and not to me.
1: Absolutely.
0: How do? You, what do you say to people who who have that victim mindset who feel like, oh, I, I, Lauren, Chris, I can't do this because of this happened to me or that happened to me or you know I, I I can't do this. What do you say to people that are in that victimhood that that need to step out of that and take ownership and responsibility that the fact that whatever happened wasn't their fault, but staying stuck yeah. in it is.
1: Oh well, that's a great one. We're mm, ringing a bell of purpose on that. Um I remember when I asked Grady Dan that very question. I was like, okay, so how does that work when I didn't walk away from my birth family at all?
0: What happened? Did somebody freeze? Did I freeze? Did Lauren freeze? Hello, what happened, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? This is the Ron and Scripted Show. I think Lauren froze. Usually, I freeze. What's up, what's up, Laura? Lori, thank you so much for being here. She says, Words will give you a feeling. Thank you so much for Lori for being here. Um, we got Robert in the house. What's up, Robert? Good to see you uh we got uh we got the way here what's up the way is here he says what's up gentlemen good to see you thank you so much hopefully uh lauren will get on froze there for a second we got lynn serrano in the house what's up lynn thank you so much for being here she says hello killing ann uh lynn says "Here, uh amazing and uh we just lost uh lauren so hopefully he's gonna he's gonna dial back in here for a second i think his uh his internet uh changed or something robert in the house what's up robert good to see you so yeah tonight we're talking about Words. We're talking about words that impact and and have power. You know, one of the things that I was thinking about when he was talking about words, the power of the words always and never, you know, I hear people talk about that a lot. Like you always do this. I never do that. This always happens. That never happens. When you think about that, what are you saying? Like when people sit there and say that always happens, like it happens every single time. It happens every single minute really does it? Oh, that never, never happens. Really? Let's examine that. The power of the words that we use, ladies and gentlemen, are super, super powerful because they actually ring with different vibrational energy for us to be able to resonate with. Like, so when you change what it is that you're saying to yourself, when you change the language that you're using, then of course the results and the outcome are going to change. But unfortunately uh, we don't have the, we don't have the, the, the training necessarily, depending on who we were brought up with to know that we, that we need to change the language that we're using. What's up, Warren? Good to have you back. Oh, I see oh,
1: what you. Listen, let me tell you something. You I got froze. I know it. I wrote down right where I was. I'm used to it. Trick no good. <laughs> whenever, and ever, anything stops it in the get jumps in there. I get right. I keep it in my pocket in the car. I write down exactly where I was because it will always do that in one way or another. Something will always, always try to stand in front of something. So it wasn't for me. It was because somebody is here. That is closer now to a breakthrough than ever before. Seriously. I was I going to. It might was, be I'm Jamie. It might
0: be Jamie. Yeah,
1: it, it might be Jamie Lane. That's a, that's a bad bitch right there. Let me tell you that I'm telling you that is Jamie Lane. Ain't playing with it for real. <laughs> but listen to me here. Nice. I'm going to tell you something. Um, tell me when I was talking about, uh, the, the words that deceive and, uh, you know, And I said, like with the crib thing, I didn't walk out and, and leave. I had nothing to do with all that. But it told me, you said, you know, I said, well, what about that? Um, I didn't choose that. I had nothing to do with it. I said, no. But things later in your life that you were using that to blame it on, if that's what you really believe, you invited it to stay. You chose mm-hmm. for it to stay. And you used it. And then, you know, then finally when it's not working anymore. The boys, me pity party. Uh, Everything is uh, Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. Poor me, basket is empty now, and you got to get down to work because we're gonna. In order, we got to get something. Rock bottom. People have made millions of dollars on it. You got to hit rock bottom. You know. um, You know. You just gotta be. You gotta choose. You ain't gotta hit rock bottom. That's another fucking phrase of shit that deceives. Screw that. Rock bottom is dead. And there is no choice, then, so you know what? If it didn't kill you, it serves to make you stronger. All we have to do oh, is quit Oh, play. oh, oh, oh oh, 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 there, oh, oh, there it is. That's confirmation. See, what
0: doesn't kill you only makes you stronger, ladies hey, and gentlemen. In case you guys aren't are watching this on, recently, body, on the podcast, my tattoo says, What doesn't kill you only makes you stronger.
1: There it cool. is. See, confirmation, right? So, you know, we don't have to make this hard, but this is a this is this journey. Is a scavenger hunt. It is a puzzle. It is a is is a, a place It is an obstacle course. It is all those things that fulfill the need to seek. Seek and you shall find. That's what it said. It wasn't like Public mm-hmm. the Clearinghouse. They used to come and say, "You may have just won 10 million dollars." Wasn't no may have to it. It didn't say seek and you may have found. Seek and you probably will find. Seek and it's possible that no. It says seek. And you shall find. So there is a clue in everything. Nothing is ever about just one thing. If you don't like what's there, flip it over and find the other thing. You see what I'm saying? Always Mm -hmm. remember that. And remember that when it's great. And when it's great and you're at that peak and you're like, wow, look at the view from here. It doesn't mean like, oh, wait, what about the other shoe that's going to? No, it means it's never about just this. Look, you thought this was a one peak mountain. Motherfucker, look, it's got six peaks, and you can hop from one to the next. Go for it. I'm telling you, it's a wonderful thing, this journey, but you gotta get in there and play the game like you mean it.
0: But what about fear? What about fear and comfort zones? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Fear is wonderful. You want things that make your heart beat a little bit faster. Because that's how you take risk. And success requires risk. We must stretch. Because that is how we know that we have mastered something. And that is the only thing that proves it. Mm-hmm. Not somebody's giving you, you know, a degree, some piece of paper. I don't care. People cheat. People, you know what I'm saying? Right. Professors sleep with people, all kind of shit. You know what I'm saying? That don't mean shit. You, and nowadays, especially, you can be washing cars on Thursday and be an honorary doctor or something. Oh, by Saturday. yeah, You know, so you know what? It ain't about what anybody says. It's about what story you leave in this world. Listen, we, everything that has ever hurt you created a syllable within your story. Every scar that you bear, the ones we can see as well as the ones we cannot. Each one of those scars has a voice behind it. It has a story that is riding sidecar with that scar. But we're taught to pull them down, pull it up, cover it up, be ashamed. scarlet letter, Hester Prynne. But you know what? Fuck that. The reason you don't want to cover your scars is because we need immediate proof that there is a thing known as healing. Every time I look at this scar on this finger when I was nine years old, the first thing I see is that it healed. I don't see the blood going, it was spurting all out, i was screaming, ah, you'll give me a bad day. I don't go all the way back to that. I go to the healing. Right. And it's right in front of me because that's what I tell somebody who has the gaping, open sore or wound. I know that there is healing because here's the proof. And then that person, that's why healing should never end. Because you show someone else and then they show someone else and then they show someone else. You know. And you know what I wish. You know what I really wish. I wish. What do you wish? This is what I know. I really wish that the people knew the ones who feel the most invisible. The ones who feel the least smart in the room. The ones who feel like all their clothes and their car and everything's out of style and out of date. The ones who feel like if people saw what I was eating. If they only knew that every time there was a parable in that great storybook known as the Bible or a miracle. If they only really studied things like Confucius says and hieroglyphics and any story that has a moral to it. Even in the farmer's almanac they would say that most of these miracles and parables and principles and morals, all these things are, these miracles, these, these things are work. These magical moments are worked through the least of these people like us. And, and so it's an honor to be that misfit you speak of. Hell yeah. And you see, it really is because <clears throat> those are the shoes at the feet of legends wear
0: amen oh. amen so it's when you true. think about when you think about your journey, you've shared, obviously, foster care, um, talked briefly about drugs and whatnot. What was it for you that got you to shift where it was that you were into the person you are today, the man you are today? Because you're a mover, you're an impactor, you're, you're changing lives. You've taken so much that you've had and you've gone through in your life. You've repurposed it. And now you're now you're where you're at. Talk to us about that journey. What were some of the key factors of you be, of, of changing that? I mean, drugs are are powerful. You're talking about, you know, the, that source said to you, you're not. Well. A How how did you come out of that, and uh, and talk to us about you know in case anybody else is struggling, what they can do as well?
1: Well, the thing is, I was alluding to that. Thank you for putting me back on task for that one because that's a biggie. When they spoke to me, yeah, when they thank you, (laughs) when they spoke to me and said, you know, Lauren, you've never, you never were addicted to drugs. And the first thing they took me back to was all those. I wasn't one of those people that was that. I just knew the big book. Nothing against it. But I was never going to come out of this from a rehab center. I never went to any. I wasn't going to come out of it from going back and forth to jail because I tried that and still didn't do it. I'd come right back out. I didn't do drugs when I was in there. But as soon as I hit the streets, boom, back on it. The chase was on. And I knew I was not destined for that to be my legacy because I tested it when I was in there. I, I was deathly afraid that I would be like a fiend. You see them all white shit all in the corners of their mouth and they don't pick their face and stink and all this stuff. You see them all walking around at 4 o'clock in the morning. Where else you been? You know, that kind of shit. And mm. I was like, ooh. And, it, and, and it, it it told me, that if you worried about that, go downtown on a Friday through Sunday, take $10 and dress in light-colored clothing. If you're meant to live like that, you'll take to it like well, a fish to water. And I did it. Phoenix, Arizona. I sure did. And boy, I'll have to tell you about that on the show, but I came out of it knowing it was not my destiny, that my birthright had nothing to do with that fear, that false evidence appearing real. What got me out was this. Um, I just, even in there, I, I knew i could make a difference in people's lives even in there you talk talking about jail jail and prison because that's okay. the stair step i was already to me people go are you in there well i came out of the foster system when i laid on the green mattress in the county jail it was the same green mattress in the in the group home that i aged out in when i laid on one of those green mattresses in prison it was the same one they had in the county jail that yellowy uh, uh, color on the walls, or that gray on the floor was the same that was in the all the way through.
0: So it's just like jail.
1: Just like you used to a yard with grass, I was used to a floor of gray. That's all there was to it. So, but I'll say this I was never addicted to drugs because drugs didn't lie to me. They told me everything they were capable of. And if they didn't tell me, they showed me. I saw it all. They had no power over me until I invited them Right. inside. Another I-N word. The only way they can do any anything can happen with what is your birthright is through the gift of invitation. And I abused it. That's what I was addicted to. I was addicted. They said to abusing the gift of invitation. Mm, Never heard it said like that. That's exactly. I had neither. Everything in my life that did not serve me got there because I invited it. And if I didn't invite it, like me at a baby leaving, being taken, I invited it to stay once I knew what didn't serve me. But I, it was easy because people felt sorry. Ooh, ooh. That's why I thank God for the Goldcats video. It has 40 million views. Once it went viral, I didn't have to tell that damn story no more. I couldn't use it as, oh, poor, because people were saying. The only reason he's breaking all these, uh, I wrote the book on how to get speaking gigs fast. Because I was on thumbtack and I was killing it. I had 140 paid speaking gigs in the first year. Wow. Right before COVID. Danny, you're here. He was in my audience. That was my, in, in, in New Jersey, that was, in three years, that was my 919th paid speaking gig. Right. Track. Wow. Right. Yeah, I did. Because I kept putting it out there. I wanted people to see what they were doing. I didn't want to, it wasn't about me. I wanted people to say, are you, do y'all see what's happening here? Do you see every time this kind of stuff happens to me, everything, the Star Trek convention, everything that happens to me, people sit there and I don't want them to be stargazers. I want them to be trailblazers. And that means you have got to understand. I'm telling you, pick up these clues. They are there. Nothing is ever about just one thing. Everything that has ever happened has led you to this moment of purpose where you can become that supernova of change. We are writing right now, all of us, at least one syllable or two, of the history that this world will learn from, grow through, and heal by for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Right now, the pandemic, the great equalizer, it is making everything possible for all of us at the same time. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I I implore all of you, look in the cushions of your life, turn out your junk drawers upside down of your life, find the value in every single moment you have lived, and you will find that you are far more wealthy than you ever dreamed. When you do right by your pennies... You will have more of everything. Quit manifesting money. Uh oh. Uh oh. We lost Lauren again. He's going to. Apparently, I froze too.
0: <laughs> There's a bunch of electricity going on in the house tonight. I'm freezing. He froze. My Facebook user, I know that's you, Angel. I don't understand why it still says Facebook user. That is crazy. I'm gonna get that fixed. But yeah, I froze too. We're freezing up the place, Lauren. We're I'm telling up you, the place.
1: that's a good signage, y'all. That means we shaking it up. Electricity. That's okay, right. so
0: before before we we've already been I going forty seven minutes.
1: Quit so here's something editing. I want to Last, last sure. thing quit because okay. man- to cut us off on of this y'all don't manifest money don't manifest money don't manifest a house don't manifest a car don't manifest a perfect relationship or having a baby um or a new job manifest one thing abundance yeah when you manifest are the greater good everything will come more headaches more sleepless nights, more people to serve, and more ways to serve them, more money to serve them through. All you have to do, you want to know, I'm going to give you this, my last thing. You know what they told me a year ago, January 3rd, it'll be a year ago, I'll never forget it, in my driveway. They told me, and right around the corner, this year alone, four magazine covers, the Star Trek convention, all kinds of shit I could have never, you couldn't I couldn't have hired a company to get that stuff for me. I couldn't have. I couldn't. I'm telling you, I couldn't. So, look, I'm going to tell you. They said, two things. Danny, you remember when I told you this happened? They said, Lauren, you know you only got to do two things. I said, what? They says always been. I said, I'm listening. They said, the first one is, you got to get up every day and be excited about giving the world something they've never seen. And I said, oh, okay. And they said, and number two, that means that you have to get up every day. And be excited about doing something you've never done. Ooh. Ring the bell. Bing. Ring I the bell. I was like, Bing. that's it? They say you could go in your kitchen right now and make a boutonniere out of vegetables. You ain't never made it. Pin it on you. And walk through the, go to the grocery store and walk through it. Somebody says something. Somebody see? It. They ain't never seen it. Because it wasn't here until you made it. You just checked right. both of the boxes. Do that consecutively do it consistently do it when you do it everything you think dream speak wish hope whatever you do whatever you do mean it and it will become meaningful instantly somewhere in this world in this universe and i'm telling you it works p3 we got to talk about p3 before we leave
0: well, I was going to talk to the power of the power of we. We got to talk about that too.
1: Power of we symposium April twenty eighth off the hook.
0: Talk to us about how did, what was the, what was the inspiration for this? And talk to us about it. I mean, kids. this is a perfect example of what you've taken, where you've been, and what you do now.
1: Well, kids, you know, getting the bad rap for for ev- every kid paying for every kid. You know what I mean? You, when I, I got sick of seeing the news here in Chicago always going to the South Side reporting on every, you know, hit, you know, drive-by and all this, all the bad shit with kids. But they're not talking about this kid with a 5.3 grade point average that I just sat down and talked to because I spoke at a school that's got a full ride to Yale. Academic, not playing basketball. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they're not surprised when they see a kid, black kid, going to play basketball or some sport. But they don't expect them. You know, to, to be in quantum physics and this. So anyway, I was like, you know what? And a lot of those kids, even though they're out studying in the um hallways of the projects in the dark because their mama done smoked up all the money but and paid, ain't paid the electric bill and stuff. And they still pulling these grades. I met three girls that walked down the middle of the street for about four miles to avoid the sex traffickers on the left. And the, the, the druggies and the pimps and the and the uh, um 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 gang people on the on the right. And they said you you get you get your head blown off for having a backpack because they think something in there, they fiend it, they think something's in that backpack is your books. So we walk as as a group down the middle of the street with rush hour traffic on both sides of. It. Wow. And then what really sealed the deal for me was when I did my sponsorship video. And I used Real Kids from there. And just had them reenact that last horrible moment that they didn't have any control over inside this sponsored video. And they did. If you go to powerofwesymposium.com, you can watch that sponsored video. That's what we won the award from the United Nations for, for that video. And so um, thank you, Jamie. And and I'm going to tell you something. When we show, This is what did it for me. When we went to their school to show them the footage of this video, I wanted them to see how they had created their place in history already. And I wanted them to try to understand, I know it's gonna be hard to figure this out, but I promise you, because all these kids had only seen themselves on Facebook lives and stuff. They'd never seen themselves up in the auditorium on the big screen. And I said to them, you will change the lives of many kids after you. We'll be able to show this for years to come. And when they were finished watching it, I said, I want you guys to write down, and all 10 of these kids were headed off to Ivy League schools. And this was in June. And I said, so, you know, they were going to leave in August. I said, so write down on a piece of paper anonymously uh, your number one joy right now going into this summer. In, in 10 different ways, they all said the same thing. I can't wait to go with my granny to Target to buy the things from my dorm room. I can't wait to get the letter from the school telling me who my roommate's going to be, things like that. And then after we got those, I said, now there's another piece of paper, get another piece of paper. I want you to write down your greatest fear right now going into the summer. And every single one of those kids said in one way or another, my greatest fear is that something will happen to me between now and August before I can go to college, something will happen in my neighborhood or in my home that will cost me my life and I will never see my dreams. And I go to sleep with that and I wake up with it and I bless it, I'm grateful. And you know, it started, Power we started with inner city kids trying to give them, you know, we take them to opulent places, the Biltmore ballrooms in Atlanta, the Stan mansion here in Chicago, places that they had to watch through the gates. And we have them actually watch us walk the red carpet, the speakers and stuff, and paparazzi through the gates. Then we go out the back door and come around on the street with them. And we're like, what you think you just saw through there? Oh, we saw celebrities. We saw some stars. And no, you didn't. You saw old ass versions of you. <laughs> That's what you saw. We went through the same shit you going through in one way or another. Now, listen, come on inside with us. Walk down this red carpet right now. We're going down there with them. We're going to stand out here and applaud. Everybody's going to take the same pictures, take real cameras. You're going to get in front of the step and repeat. You're going to go in there. We're going to sit there. We're going to have box lunches. Knee to knee. Ain't nothing fancy in there but the place. But the real value is here, and you're bringing it. Now you you keep that in mind. You walk in a stargazer, you are gonna walk out a trailblazer, and that's what this is all about. And I'm telling you, it's a wonderful thing. And we, uh, if you want uh, to join us, we would love. I'm telling you, people, you're gonna be there. You're speaking. People that come to the Power Week Symposium, their lives are changed forever. If you don't believe me, put it on your social media. Anybody here ever been to the Power Week Symposium? Somebody is gonna tell you they were there, and watch, find out for yourself. So there's that. There's that. So that's April 28th. Get over to Power them. And if you want to donate anything that goes into swag bags, all 250 kids come in. There's a swag bag on their chair. So if you've written a book with a message in it, you want to put together a few. If you can put together 10, 10 necklaces or 10 uh little you know keychains or whatever, anything with a powerful message. Anything we had a group of old ladies in Nashville, New Hampshire, a book club, 80-year-old ladies, write handwritten notes of encouragement. Some of them uh, embroidered little doilies and put them in there. They sprayed their perfume on the envelope. They gave their phone numbers. You know, um, you know, we, you know, we have a mentoring program. I'm working with a woman for kids that are in the foster system and going to college to set up host families for them. So when their school shuts down for the holidays for a month, some of them a whole month, they, they're put out on the streets. There was a girl at Rutgers University just two weeks ago had to drop out of college in her junior year because she was homeless because the school shut down for the holidays from Thanksgiving to New Year's. And so we're trying to match kids up with host families where they can go for Thanksgiving, where they can go for for you don't gotta do it every year if you can do it for just one year, one kid, two kids, whatever. So we're doing things like that. And we're just, you know, those that's our greatest resource. And I do it because all of us and there's a lot of us here i can feel it there's a lot of us here where it started when we were innocents when we were the innocent one and the great the deeper the pain the greater the voice mm-hmm. so i believe the earlier it starts in your journey because your voice is destined for the hallways of legends and so believe in it and don't be afraid um you know cast your 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 truths You have to be honest with yourself about everything, you know, and just cast your truths towards every opportunity before you step over the threshold, because when you do that, it's just like I have this one of my coaching clients sent me this for Christmas, and it's this thing here. I'm going to get up close so you can see It's like a compass thing, but he gave me that because he said, you changed my life when you kept telling me, look at everything from top to bottom, bottom to top, side to side, side to side, corner to corner, corner to corner. Because I believe when we do this that whatever that is, that one little monicum of faith, that whatever you believe in, whatever you ascribe to be greater than you, when you acknowledge it with your truths from all directions, you have given that entity what you believe is greater than you, permission to walk before you, permission to stand right beside you, and most importantly, permission to have your back for those things we could never see coming.
0: Lauren Michaels Harris. What's up, brother? Where can people get a hold of you to uh, to continue the conversation?
1: We've already been going on my website,
0: laurenmichaelsharris.com. Right there. Yeah. Right there, ladies and gentlemen. Get that mm-hmm.
1: button at the top. Click that blue button at the top and come to my um, P3, the Journey Series, um, Passion, Purpose, and Patience, and come and get more of this, y'all. It's there. Come and get this free 90 minute preview. Um, It'll change your life, I'm telling you. It's going to change your life so you can continue changing the lives of others, y'all. Get up every day and do something you've never done.
0: I love it. I love it, I brother. Love thank you, you so thank much you, for being here, for 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 yeah. chiming in, for being so passionate, and just being real and raw, man. That's what the show's all about, raw and unscripted. Hey, I love and it. you brought you brought the energy, you brought the power. I love the vulnerability. I love the shares, and most of all, the words of wisdom that people can walk away from, uh, putting into their their lives, uh, which is the intent of the show every single week. That's what we do, man. So thank you so much for being I here. Love I love you, brother. Doing, thank you, thank I you. I'm gonna stick you backstage. But no, I appreciate it. I'm
1: going to say this to you last thing because I see we're out of time. But Chris, I'm going to tell you this. Uh, I know you get misunderstood. It ain't just about words like kick ass. But I'm going to tell you something. Don't worry about it because I know what my gift is. And God gives me what is greater than me. He gives me brief glimpses into the greatness of others. And I saw yours the very first time we, we met. I saw it. I saw it. I brought you into the power. We instantly. And I'm very careful who comes in there. There have been people knocking on my door for three years to get in there. And it's not because there's anything wrong with them. They just, I just haven't been told that. But I was about you. So I want you to know that going into 2022, it doesn't matter. As long as one sees you, it means that access to the rest of the world has been granted to you as well.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Bing! Thank you, brother. Thank you. I'm going to put you backstage. Don't go anywhere so we can just have a chit chat after the show. I'm just going to end this out real quick. Lauren Harris, ladies and gentlemen, go check him out. Laurenmichaelsharris.com. And of course, make sure you go check out the Power We Symposium. I am excited to be a part of that. Yes, yes, yes. I'll be traveling to Chicago. So more details on that from my website. I'll give you guys the details for that. But yeah, definitely go continue the conversation and support Lauren and everything that he's doing. Uh, Darlene says, good night, guys. It's been real. Thank you so much, Darlene, for being here i appreciate you guys we've had some amazing people in here we got uh we got um sorry i'm losing my voice uh we've got uh angel in the house my facebook user hey angel she says good show christopher and lauren have a great evening everybody thank you so much darling for your uh for your support of the raw and scripted show and all you new people in here uh thank you so much for being here jamie uh jamie lane that's so funny because I think about Janie Lane, who was the singer of Warrant. I don't know if you know Warrant, but uh, that was an old ladies group. So it was kind of tra- crazy. But thank you for being here, Janie. Thank you for being here. Uh, Lori, Lori's, uh she said the world is a cold place. Yes. But if you have a warm heart, it's a lot better. Um, That's for damn sure. Robert Broker in the house. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Um, All you amazing people uh, being a part of the Missits for Life uh, group. I appreciate you guys. There's so much exciting stuff coming in 2022 um, from both the show, the Unfiltered Experience, and of course, ChristopherRausch.com. And uh, I just appreciate you guys being here. So again, from the top of the show, my intention for this conversation tonight was for you to walk away with at least one aspect of the conversation that you can implement in your life. So take to heart what Lauren said, take to heart, you know, thinking about what he said, especially about, you know, if you want to, if you want to be known for something, go out there and do something that's new and real. let go out there and do something that's new and exciting. More importantly, when you wake up in the morning, have that intention, set the intention to own that day, set the intention to do something that gets you out outside of your comfort zone, get you set the intention to do something that's, that's, that's scary. Get something, set the intention that you're going to rise above and really truly challenge yourself. Like we said before, with the words that you use, I mean, just take that from this conversation alone and start talking to yourself better, start using better vocabulary with yourself, because to his point, you know, the four agreements, if you've never read that book, please go read it. There's four of them and they're absolutely amazing. They will change your life. Uh, I promise you guys. So uh, I appreciate you guys. Uh, Janie says here, haha. Yes. Warren. I saw them playing uh, in Korea. Janie Lane came and party with the troops afterwards. Right on. Actually. Uh, Janie Lane and I shared a cigarette one time when, uh, when uh, he came out in the, the audience. So it was pretty cool. It's a sad shame that he died. Um, that was amazing. Uh, Lauren says here, thanks for tuning in. Beautiful people. <laughs> I've never seen our guest actually comment on the show. That's beautiful. So I love you guys. I'm Christopher Roush. No excuses, coach. We'll be back here next next Tuesday, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And again, the show is available on podcasts wherever you listen to it. So please do me a favor. Go there, subscribe to it. If you dig the show? Write a review. I'd really appreciate it. It's my intention that we're going to just continue moving together, growing this audience, growing this movement of the raw and scripted people and truly changing the impact of the world and being the change that we bitch about. So I love you guys and we will see you next week here on the raw and scripted show. I'm Christopher Roush, and I love you guys. Peace.